In our gospel today, from Matthew 3, John the Baptist recalls a prophecy from Isaiah referring to himself as a voice crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his path. You see, John the Baptist knew the prophecies about Jesus from the Old Testament. He knew also that Jesus existed and that Jesus had a plan for him and a plan for the whole world. And this is then what propelled him to prepare the way for his Lord. I want to go through a couple things to get us to, in mind and heart and life, living a life where we're preparing a way for the Lord. For ourselves, certainly, but also for all those circles of influence that are around us. So I want to touch upon two very important foundational realities connected to Jesus Christ, whose birth we are about to celebrate at Christmas. The first is the historical evidence for Jesus Christ. And the second is the prophecies foretelling the life. Of Jesus Christ. Knowing these two foundational realities helps us as Christians who believe in Jesus and his teachings and as people who strive to follow him from day to day as his disciples. This will help us to remember that God has a plan for our life and he has a plan for us preparing his way for the life of other people. So, the first, the historical evidence. It has been often said that there is more historical evidence for the existence of Jesus Christ than for the existence of Julius Caesar or some of the greatest philosophers of the ancient world. And they have a lot of evidence for their existence. For the sake of the brevity of this homily, however, let me just name a handful among the multitude of historical evidences for Jesus. The first, the Bible. There is no other book from the ancient world that has as many copies intact in the ancient world and throughout the Middle Ages and up to the modern times than the Bible. No other book. And the central figure of the Bible is Jesus Christ. Within the New Testament, many people report encounters with Jesus, such as the gospel writers and the letter writers, like St. Paul and St. Peter, St. James, St. Jude, and so on. Plus, there is a plethora of intact writings of people who lived during Jesus' time in the first century, and even lived beyond that in the second century, who knew Jesus, or who knew somebody who knew Jesus. Like, St. Clement of Rome and St. Ignatius of um, Antioch, and the list goes on. Okay, okay. But some non-believers might point out that these are Christian sources. True enough. So, what about Jewish sources? How about Flavius Josephus, who died at 98 A.D., at a ripe old age. 
And he lived in Palestine his whole life as a Jewish historian who wrote the history of the Jews for the Romans. Thus his name, Flavius Josephus. In his books, which we still have today, like his book called Jewish Antiquities, he often points to the existence of Jesus Christ and to his church, the Catholic Church, that Jesus founded. One Jewish historian, not enough for you? How about a lot of rabbis? A lot of rabbis. The Talmud. The Talmud makes many historical references to Jesus. The Talmud is the collection of ancient rabbinic writings, meaning the writings of the rabbis, which constituted the basis of religious authority for traditional Judaism. So, the most authoritative religious text of ancient Judaism confirms the existence of Jesus Christ. Okay. So what about non-religious evidence? Take the Roman writers. There are many Roman writers who make reference to Jesus Christ. Pliny the Younger, proconsul in Asia Minor. In the year 111 AD, he wrote to Emperor Trajan about Jesus and his followers and their practices. Roman historian Tacitus, who is respected by modern scholars for his historical accuracy, wrote in 115 AD about Christ and his church. Other secular witnesses to the historical Jesus include Suetonius and Plagian, who recorded the eclipse of the sun during Jesus' death, and Celsus, a pagan philosopher. And the list goes on. It must then be kept in mind that most of these sources were not only secular, but anti-Christian. These secular authors, including the Jewish writers, had no desire or intention to promote Christianity. They had no motivation to distort the reports in favor of Christianity. In fact, the exact opposite. Prophecies. Prophecies foretelling the life of Jesus Christ. Keep in mind that a prophecy is a supernatural gift that God gives to a human to be able to see something in the future. And the Old Testament is filled with them. In fact, it contains over four hundred prophecies about the coming Messiah. And Jesus Christ perfectly fulfilled every single one of them. Do you know what the odds of that happening are? Think about it. One single man fulfilling every prediction about the coming Messiah, the Savior of the world. A professor, a Christian professor of mathematics named Peter Stoner worked with 600 students to figure out what the probability would be of just eight of the 400 prophecies being fulfilled in any one person who lived up to the present time. The result? One in a thousand quadrillions to the 21st power. So that's six zeros more than a trillion. And it's also to the 21st power. 
and it's one in quadrillions to the 21st power. Here's an illustration to help us picture this probability. It's from Lee Strobel, who picked up on this and took it further. He was a journalist who was an atheist who had set out to disprove the existence of Jesus Christ. Spent years trying to disprove it. In his investigations, he came to the Christian faith because he proved the historicity of Jesus Christ and every source that he went to. Imagine the entire world, this is his illustration, imagine the entire world being covered with white tile that was one and a half inches square. Every bit of dry land on the planet with the bottom of just one tile painted red. Picture a person being allowed to wander for a lifetime around all seven continents. He would be permitted to bend down only one time and pick up one piece of tile. What are the odds that it would be the one tile whose reverse side was painted red? The odds would be the same as just eight of the Old Testament prophecies coming true in any one person throughout history. And Jesus fulfilled over 400 prophecies. Here are just a few of the prophecies written about the Messiah and fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Keep in mind that these prophecies were written hundreds and in some cases almost 2,000 years before his birth. These are supernatural predictions. Number one, prophecy. The Messiah would come from the tribe of Judah, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Genesis 49, 10. Read genealogy, Jesus' genealogy in Matthew 1, 1 through 16. Prophecy. Micah 5, 2 says that the one true Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem a small little backwater village. Luke 2, 4 through 6, records that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Prophecy. In Isaiah 7, 14, it says that the Messiah would be born of a virgin. In Matthew 1, 22, Jesus is born of the Virgin Mary. Prophecy. Psalm 2, 7 says that the Messiah would be the Son of God. In Luke 1.35, the angel Gabriel tells Mary that the child to be born will be the Son of God. Prophecy. Zechariah 9.9 says that the Messiah would enter Jerusalem riding on a donkey. This is recorded in Luke 19.35-38. Prophecies. Several Old Testament scriptures tell us that the Messiah will be betrayed by a close friend. And in detail, one of them, one who will, be, who will break bread with the Messiah. Psalm 41.9. And he would betray him for 30 pieces of silver. Zechariah 11.12. And this silver would be used to buy a potter's field. Zechariah 11.13. See Matthew 26, 27 regarding Judas's betrayal of Jesus. And it's just one among many about his betrayal. Prophecy. Among other Old Testament texts, 
there are prophecies that foretell about the Messiah's hands and feet being pierced in his death. Psalm 22, 14 through 17. He would be given gall and vinegar to drink while he was dying. Psalm 69, 21. His clothes would be divided and they would cast lots for his garments. Psalm 22, 18. That he would atone for the sins of humanity and become an intercessor for us. Isaiah 53, 12. And that he would sit at the right hand of God and have authority over everything. Psalm 110.1. And all of these, as we know from the New Testament, are fulfilled precisely and recorded in the Gospels. Here's where I'm going with all this. Jesus Christ was a historical figure, regardless of what you hear, ironically, on the History Channel. And there's tremendous amount of historical evidence for his existence, more than most historical figures in the ancient world. And they're not just from Christian sources or even Jewish sources, but also secular sources. Over hundreds of years, God gave the Jews over 400 prophecies about the Messiah, supernatural predictions about the Messiah, and specific about his birth, about his life, about his death, about the way he would ascend into heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father and the establishment of the church to continue the kingdom of God from age to age until the end of the ages. All of these prophecies, prophecies were foretold hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, add one other important historical fact to all this. Jesus Christ is the only founder of a world religion whose life as God become flesh was foretold in prophecies. And not just one or two prophecies or ten or fifty, but over four hundred prophecies. No other major historical figure who founded a world religion was ever foretold in accurate pro prophecy and in such specific prophecies about their birth, about how he would live, about what he would say and do, how he would suffer and die, rise from the dead. And no other founder of a major world religion was ever prophesied to be the Son of God. So here's my question. One I have asked myself often. And one I ask you to consider, not just today, but as often as not necessary for the reality of who Jesus is and who Jesus should be in your life to sink into you. So, Jesus existed. There's evidence for his existence. He's fulfillment of prophecies given by God. He's the Messiah and the Savior. He's God and he loves you. And he has a plan for your life. So my question is, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Knowing that the Son of God exists, and that he loves you, and that he has a plan for your life. Like John the Baptist in today's Gospel reading, let us all continue with increased conviction and fervor to prepare the way of the Lord and make straight his path to each of us and into the circles of influence of a people's lives that God has placed us in. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. And this is what we are to live from day to day until the end of our day.